Coming up on today's Locked On Angels, we asked you what you would want in a player statue outside Angel Stadium. We have the results of that poll, and we're going to talk all about it. Plus, we're going to check in on the Angels farm system real quick and wrap it up with some more Hispanic Heritage Month goodness. That's all coming up right now on Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And hey, thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day every single day, especially in the offseason. I'm Steve Granado. You can shoot me a follow on Twitter at Steve Granado, G-R-A-N-A-D-O. Excited for today's episode. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, again, the poll results on uh, that we did this whole week talking about the Angel Stadium player statue potential what you would want and we're going to compare a little bit of it Um, before we dive into that here however don't forget to check out my merch it's available now on redbubble my brand 27 just launched very recently go grab yourself a t-shirt a sweater or one of those sweet just the halo stickers that's my favorite one right now go order those just the halo stickers right now they're available they'll get to you fairly quick and they're reasonably priced support my local brand and hey, show off your angel's pride. I think they're pretty cool stuff. So go check it out. And uh, again, it's always linked in the show notes and the episode description here on YouTube. And in case you are an audio listener, don't forget we do have our YouTube channel now up and running in case you want to check us out and see my face for some reason. Hello, everybody on television land. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and, and get into this here a little bit. So in case you missed what I'm talking about, We asked on Twitter a couple of days ago, and we have the results of this poll now. We asked Angels fans, if Angels were to put one player statue uh, outside Angel Stadium, who would you want? This does not include current players, which some people did. (sighs) Follow directions, folks. Uh, Okay, so the options were Vlad uh, Guerrero, Tim Salmon, Chuck Finley, and Nolan Ryan. The winner ended up being Tim Salmon. So Tim Salmon was the number one overall uh, selection by Angels fans, followed fairly closely there by about 10% by Vlad Guerrero. So pretty close race there at the top. I thought it would have been reversed. I thought fans would have wanted to, uh, Vlad Guerrero more than Tim Salmon. But hey, it, it's it's a pretty close margin. Um, and, and this I want to spur a conversation out of. Let's talk about these two guys and compare them. For my money, I wanted Vlad Guerrero. That's no knock on Tim Salmon or any of the other candidates that I put up there um, and any of the other ones that people recommended. You know, I got a lot of Rod Carews. I even got a Bobby Gritch, um, some guys. Um, and, and, you know, th- this kind of all comes with a caveat. Well, a few caveats. One, I have no control over if this ever happened. Um, if the Angels ever did something like this, it has nothing to do with me. I would, I have no say in that. Um, but also that... Um, you know, Trout is going to be there. Like, if they're ever going to do anything like that, it would be Trout probably first. Um, so there's that caveat. Also, another caveat, they would have to retire Tim Salmon's number at least first or if not simultaneously uh, with a with a statue unveiling of that kind of situation. So that, yeah, there, there's something there. So, okay, anyway. And they also have to figure out the number 27. What do you do with that number 27? Do we do like a reverse Kobe and retire one number for two people? I don't know, but that something's going to have to happen with that number 27 because you have two Hall of Famers who have worn it. Okay, Um, let's discuss Vlad and Tim here today. Uh, Let's start with Tim Salmon. This for newer Angels fans, that's what we're trying to welcome in newer Angels fans. So hello Uh, for all our Shohei Otani fans that are jumping over. I know we got a, a big 
low to those and, and didn't catch the Tim Salmon era. So Tim Salmon, um, he was like, for like the 90s and 2000s, he was like the golden boy. Like he was not the best player, but the favorite player, right? Like he was one of the guys that everybody loved. He was a lifelong angel. He played 14 years with the Angels, 14 years. And you may be going like, well, why isn't his number retired? We talked about that on yesterday's show. Why is the number 15 not retired? Um, but that's that's beside the point here for today's conversation. So he played 14 years for the Angels. He went through three different team names. So he was with the California Angels, the Anaheim Angels, and then spent his last year with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. He did not play in 2005. He was injured. But in that 2006 season, played 76 games. So 14 years with the Halos and three different names. So this guy's a lifer. Uh, he's been around... And, you know, you've probably seen him on Angels broadcast on Valley Sports West and, you know, formerly Fox Sports West. Um, he was Rookie of the Year in 1993, a Silver Slugger Award in 95, and, you know, got a few MVP votes a couple of times in his career, never won it. Um, here, here are some pretty big numbers. I'll, I'll give you the easy slash here. The 282 average over his uh, career, 385 slug and a 498. Oh, pardon me. Uh, 385 on base and a 498 slug. Those this that's the slash line for you right there. He was for a very long time the Angels' leader in home runs, 299 until some guy named Mike Trout uh, took over that last year. Um, but here's here's a deeper number for you: second highest offensive WAR in franchise history. Second highest offensive WAR in franchise history behind Trout's, obviously. Um, but that's 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 where we're coming at here with Tim Salmon. He was a life. He was a lifer. You know, he is an angel, and that's why he's nicknamed Mr. Angel. Um, he has the second most games played in Angels franchise history, 1,672. Take a wild guess who actually has number one. I was actually kind of shocked at this. Garrett Anderson actually has the most games played in Angels history. 2013 games he played with the Halos. Um, that's pretty wild. Um, and he's also second in hits all-time behind Garrett Anderson. When it's all said and done, it'll be Trouty. We know. But uh, right now, second all-time in hits, 1,674 behind Garrett Anderson as well. So that's the case for Tim Salmon. Lifelong Angel without a doubt. Hall of Famer? No. We already know that that's not the case. But lifelong Angel. I mean, he is, he is you know, he was a big deal for this franchise um, and is still around. You know, he has dedicated his, you know, adult life to the Angels. And, you know, I know he's good with fans. I've actually met him. I met him. Oh, my gosh. I'm just remembering this right now. I met him at the All-Star Fan Fest when the All-Star Game came to Angel Stadium. I met him there. And I got his autograph. He signed a, a little, I uh, had a little hat, a little helmet, you know, those little, like, ice cream helmets. I had one of those, and he signed that. And it was very nice. I was super nervous. I was like a tween. I don't even remember when this was. What, 2012? I don't remember how all those. Whatever. Math. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I met Tim Sam. He was very sweet. Very, very sweet. Um, no, I couldn't. Yeah, maybe it was somewhere. On the, I don't remember. I, I'm dumb. I'm not looking up the. <laughs> I'm not looking up when the All-Star game came in. I completely forgot. 2010? 2010? can't remember. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I met him. He was super nice. And I know that he's pretty good with fans, too. So that's the case for Tim Salmon's statue outside Angel Stadium. Okay. Now the bigger one, at least for me. I, I love Tim Salmon. Don't get me wrong. But Vlad Guerrero was my dude. I think you need to remember the impact Vlad Guerrero had on this franchise. Coming over from the Expos in 04. Immediate impact. All-star, MVP, Silver Slugger. Immediate impact for that 2004 club at the age of 29. Still, if it weren't for Mike Trout, 
the number 27 is just Vladdy's, right? It's just Vladdy's number. And in a sense, for me, it still is. There's that piece of me that's just like, man, why hasn't Mike switched? Because <laughs> this is Vladdy's number, especially once he got inducted to the Hall of Fame. And you got to remember, if you went to the ballpark from 2004 to 2012, if you went to Angel Stadium from that era, again, I know we have a lot of newer fans that weren't around for this era, which is cool. This is why we're talking about this for newer fans. If you went to Angel Stadium during that time, the number 27 jersey and jersey was everywhere. Every single person had one. I remember when I was, you know, this is right around the era where I'm really starting to get into watching Angels baseball is in the early 2000s. So I remember when Vlad came and I remember all the situation. I was pretty young. But I remember all this stuff. And I remember I didn't want to wear the number 27 jersey because everybody was wearing it. That's how ubiquitous it was. My dad still wears it. <laughs> My dad still has a number 27 jersey, Vlad Guerrero. And it's just, it was just like everywhere. Like you look down, if you sat like second or third deck and you look down at the stands, every single person's back almost was like that. And it had like a couple of Garrett Anderson, some Tim Salmons, and like, I don't, like an Orlando Cabrera or a Figgins or like whatever it was. Like that jersey and jersey was so ubiquitous. People still wear that to the ballpark. I still see those number 27s, even though Trouty is obviously 27 right now. So, the cultural impact Vlad Guerrero had on the Angels, massive, absolutely massive. That should not go understated. Um, here are the numbers: four silver sluggers, all in con- uh, se- sequestion. What? What is consecutively? There you go. Um, an MVP award in 04, as we mentioned, four All Star nods, all four in a row. Um, and he's the first Angel in the Hall of Fame. He chose to go with the Angels cap, didn't go with the Expos cap, didn't go Texas, didn't go Baltimore, obviously. He went Angels, rocked that Angels cap into the Hall of Fame. So forever enshrined in the Hall of Fame now, he is the first one. So that's a pretty big deal. Highest career batting average uh, with the Angels all time, 319 over Rod Carew, who had 314. So he's legit. He, he I don't need to tell you that he was legit, right? Like he was such a big deal to the Angels and to this franchise, to this fan base. And I think it's I think there needs to be something. There's nothing with Vladdy. There's nothing. The Angels haven't done anything. He's 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 retired he's in the Hall of Fame, sure, but like he's not I mean obviously they're not gonna retire the number right now. That'll be a sticky situation to handle in 10 years. Um but still it, it's something more needs to be done with Vlad Guerrero for my money. So I'll give you one last opportunity to sound off on this in the comment section here on our YouTube channel or, of course, on Twitter at Locked on Angels. One last time, if you had to choose between Tim and Vlad, who would you pick? Right now, I know Angels fans selected Tim. My money, I'm still going with Vlad. I, I, you know what the real answer is? Both of them. Honestly, both of them deserve a statue for different reasons, but they both deserve something. They both deserve some piece of Angels lore and, you know, and... and fame they deserve it they were both extremely massive to this franchise and uh, i think it would be a disservice to not have something dedicated to them even if it was you know tim salmon way you know change i don't know change orange wood to salmon way or something or you know the area of state college make that guerrero street something something needs to happen for them and i think statues for both of them would be pretty darn cool something they need something, and and I think it's 
It's time. It's time for both of them to get their just due. And you know what? Just for that matter, Garrett Anderson deserves something too. Um, these players were massive for this franchise and it's been long enough now where we can look back on it and, you know, remember those times fondly and those players need deserve something. So sound off in the comments and on Twitter. I want to hear what you think about this. Would you rename a street? Do you want Orangewood to turn into Tim Salmon way? Or, you know, you know, we got Gene Autry, so it wouldn't be crazy to change Mr. Angel to turn into a street around here. I'd take it. I'm about it. Let me know. All right, coming up next, we're going to check in on our minor league system real quick and see what's going on. We haven't really had a chance to talk about minor league stuff yet, so let's talk about it here, some you know postseason awards kind of stuff. We're going to talk about that right here. Uh, but before we get to that, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you would ever need. Why would you endure pointless questioning or intimidating questioning like asking what exact model your car is and then you wait and you know what you don't know and then the person behind the counter is typing on the computer and you're just kind of sitting there awkwardly and then they choose brands that you don't like it's ugh, i can't i hate going and doing things like that it's always super intimidating especially for people who aren't like super car people um you have computers with access to rockauto.com in your pocket why not um you can save time and money and when you use Rock Auto, why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts? It's a family business. So they've been serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. You know you can trust Rock Auto. Go to explore their easy to use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. That's again rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. That's again locked on at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, sweet. Back here with Locked On Angels. Let's talk a little bit about what happened in the minor leagues this year. Um, we're going to dive in a little bit more here as we really get into the offseason. We're going to do some interviews. And by the way, actually, this is now the perfect time to say this. We're going to have an interview with uh, an Angels prospect. Davis Daniel is going to be coming up next week. So make sure to stick around for that. Next week, we'll be talking with Davis Daniel, right-handed pitcher in the Angels organization. Uh, pitched at Tri-City, Rocket City, and Salt Lake this year. Number 21 prospect in the Angels pipeline. Uh, Baseball America has them all the way up at 18. So we'll be chatting with Davis Daniel. You have to hustle if you want to get a question in. We are going to be recording this interview on Thursday morning. So if you're watching this on uh, Thursday morning when this airs uh, or listening to this, you got to hustle and get your questions for Davis Daniel. I will be recording that interview with him at 10 a.m. on Thursday. It will release next week, next Monday, our Davis Daniel interview. So super cool. Our first interview uh, for the show, at least uh, with my run. So I'm very excited to talk with Davis. Again, hustle if you want to get your questions in. Uh, you got to do it right, right now because, uh, again, 10 a.m. on Thursday Pacific time, I will be interviewing him. So hustle up. Um, anyway, that's coming up on Monday. 
Okay, let's talk a little bit about the postseason awards. We'll start at the top and work our way down a little bit here. Joe Adele, if you missed this, was the AAA West top prospect of the year. Um, this award given out from minor league baseball. He played 73 games with the Bees, obviously got called up with the Halos later on in the year and spent the majority of the time there in the latter part of the season with the Angels until he got hurt. Um, but yeah, this is a new award quote unquote, they always hand out their top prospects of, you know, every division and league and that kind of thing. Um, but this name, the triple A West name. So there you go. Joe Adele, first, first triple A West top prospect of the year ever. Um, we'll see if minor league baseball continues with those names. I don't like them to be fair. I don't like them. Um, but Joe Adele, congratulations. Uh, he did end up wearing this award here. The MILB stats this year. He had 311 at bats this season, about a 289 OPS, 934, uh, 23 bombs, 69 ribbies. Um, and he stole eight bases in 311 at bats against 73 games. He had a pretty darn good year. Joe Adele, the AAA West top prospect of the year, in case you missed that. More things you may have missed, kind of lost in the shuffle here at the end of the season. Reed Detmers was the Angels' top pitching prospect of the year. Remember, obviously, he did make his way all the way to Major League Baseball in his first year of pro ball. Don't forget, this was his first year of pro ball, and he made it all the way to the majors already. Um, you know, the numbers weren't un absolutely incredible, but there were flashes of Reed Detmers that we saw, and I'm excited to, to what we're going to get out of this kid here, especially in 2022. Um, uh, pitched uh, 62 innings in AA this year with Rocket City, had a 42% strikeout rate. 42% strikeout rate in 62 innings. He only walked 7.4%, and he held hitters to a 220 average. So Reed Detmers had a pretty darn good year. He was the top prospect, pitching prospect of the year. Alongside him, the top Angels hitting prospect was named Jeremiah Jackson. Here are the numbers for him, a 548 slugging. Yes, 548 slugging. He was injured this year, only 218 plate appearances, but even then he was able to do some ridiculous damage. 10 bombs, 906 OPS, 13 steals, and 50 ribbies. Um, great year for Jeremiah Jackson. Very excited to see what Angels get out of him here in the future, maybe in two years or so. Um, you know, he is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going off the top here, I believe he is actually playing out in the um, – Fall League this year, I believe, if I'm correct on that one. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, you know, he's going to get some more at-bats and stuff. And then we'll hopefully see a full season out of him next year and uh, what he can do next year. Very exciting. Um, one more thing I wanted to get here on the uh, minor league side of things. I'm going to leak something here in the episode description and, of course, the uh, the episode description here on YouTube and on our audio side. Um, WHNT, a new station in Huntsville, did a story on an Angels minor leaguer, Orlando Martinez, Baseball America's number 10 in the Angels system. It was pretty cool. It's talking all – it was a Hispanic Heritage Month uh, segment, and you should definitely check it out again. It's linked. It's like, like a three-minute video. They did a little interview here with Orlando Martinez talking about his upbringing and his uh, – you know, he defected from Cuba – and all that kind of stuff. It, it's a pretty cool interview. They did a really good job. They talked in his native tongue, which was sweet, and to hear him, you know, be able to get comfortable and speak in his native tongue. Um, so they did a really good job. I think it was Yvette Martinez Sanchez. I can't remember the reporter's name, but it's all linked. Uh, she did a really great job. WHNT in Huntsville, great work for that interview um, and that little story. So go check that out. It's in the episode description. And hey, that's a perfect segue for our last segment, which is going to be a Hispanic Heritage Month history lesson. So we're going to talk about that here in just a second. The 
This episode of Locked On Angels is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. For you football fans out there, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% welcome bonus. Not bad. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. That's how you get that bonus. Locked On. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Again, that promo code Locked On. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, final segment here on today's Locked On Angels. We're going to do another Hispanic Heritage Month. This might be our last one. Hispanic Heritage Month ends on October the 15th. Um, in case you're wondering, by the way, why it runs in the middle of the month, initially was Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, week, I believe. It was either day or week. I can't remember exactly. But a lot of Latin countries, uh, Independence Day is in the middle of the month of September, uh, September 15th, which is, you know, a bunch of them have that Independence Day. So that's how it got started. Then it got expanded to a month. So if you're ever curious, why is it uh, September 15th to October 15th, such a random way? That's why is because it, it initially was something else. And then they changed it to a full month. So there you go. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about today. What I'm going to talk about today, I want to talk about Sandy Alomar Sr., middle infielder from Salinas, Puerto Rico, the Iron Pony. Uh, you obviously probably know the name Sandy Alomar Jr., a Cleveland great. This is his dad. This is Sandy Alomar Sr., and he, I honestly didn't know this because, hey, what, what, why would I was not alive? Um, he played for the Angels. Sandy Alomar Sr. played for the Angels. Uh, six years with the Halos from 1969 to 1974, a 15-year major leaguer. The Angels got him in a trade with the White Sox for a fan favorite at the time, Bobby Knopp, uh, a gold glover. A couple of years gold glover with the Angels. Um, they traded Bobby Knopp to the White Sox for Sandy Olimar Sr., and then the Yankees ended up buying him in 74. So 1969 to 1974, one of the earlier eras of Angels baseball here in Anaheim, uh, the California Angels at the time. Sandy Alomar Sr. is seventh all-time in stolen bases with the Angels. Seventh all-time with the Angels in stolen bases. He is the third Latino on the list. And we have talked about the two that are ahead of him, Luis Bologna and Eric Ibar. So two guys that we've already talked about in this segment. He has the ninth highest stolen base percentage in franchise history. A guy that maybe his son has a bigger name maybe it's just generationally generationally because of when i grew up i know sandy alomar junior a little bit more um but this guy was pretty pretty good and definitely a pretty decent trade especially for you know bobby Knopp, one of the earlier guys that you know had a face on this franchise so it was kind of a big deal to get you have to trade him. Um, so to get him, here's here's some cool stuff for you. I have some ridiculous numbers. Real quick, he was an all-star in 1970. I want to talk about these first couple years. Um, so his second, uh, his first full season with the Angels after the trade, 1970 and 1971, these two seasons. Both years, he played in 
all 162 games, 1970 and 1971. Played in all 162. He was the only angel to do that for both of these years. Ridiculous. Iron Pony, dude, getting out there every day, working at it. I love it. 1970, 1971, played all 162 games. Sandy Alomar Sr., shortstop, second baseman from Salinas, Puerto Rico. Love it. A guy that I honestly didn't know. These are some of the things you miss, man. I was born 20 years later, so <laughs> sorry I missed this one. Um, Sandy Alomar Sr., very cool. Um, your Hispanic Heritage Month Player of the Day. Maybe your last one. We'll see if we have enough time for tomorrow. Um but yeah, that's 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 been a lot of fun. I'm really excited that we've been able to share some of this information with you guys. Um, it's really important to me. So if you like this kind of stuff, you know, make sure to to let me know that you liked these segments. Um, this was really important to me to do things like that, and this is why, by the way, I made an entire podcast dedicated to things like this, an eight part docu series documenting the. Uh, Latin contributions to American baseball. It's called Our Game. O U R G A M E. Our Game. It is. We asked the question, "Who is the Latino Jackie Robinson?" and found out that the answer was extremely complicated. So it was a whole deep dive into Latin experience in baseball here in the United States and what that all meant. Um, so go check that out. It's linked in the show notes. Thanks so much for everybody who's already checked that out and giving me, you know, the love on that one. Don't forget to check out my merch line, 2-7 merch. Check out that Just the Halo sticker. I think you would really like it. Uh, it's only a couple of bucks. You can throw it on your water bottle. You can throw it on your, I don't know, your binder. Kids still have binders. Is that still a thing? Um, all those things. Uh, so I got some t-shirts, some sweaters. It's starting to cool down. Actually, it's going to be hot this weekend. But starting to cool down here in Southern California. So why don't you grab yourself a sweater? I really like the 2-7 pullover, uh, the, the kind of the crew neck sweater. Um, go check that out. It's all in the episode description on Redbubble. If you search 2-7 merch, you should be able to find it. Just the Halo sticker. Very cool. Um, don't forget to give us a voicemail. Call us, 714-409-6396. I want your food and drink recommendations around Angel Stadium. Where do you go before a game? Where do you go after a game? Where do you eat? What do you drink? Tell me all about your experience around Angel Stadium this past year and where you want to go in the future. We're going to be highlighting local restaurants and breweries uh, next week, likely. Um, don't forget to check out my other podcast if you want something completely different and you want to unwind from the craziness of our world. I have a movie podcast called Movies I Should Have Watched. My best friend Alex and I are watching movies that we missed and we are reviewing them to see if they hold up in 2021. We just did Friday the 13th. Uh, that episode released yesterday. We're doing Halloween movies this month and we just watched the original Friday the 13th with Jason. Ooh, Jason. Um, so yeah, we watched that. See if it held up. Kevin Bacon's in that movie, by the way. Did you know that? Kind of crazy. Um, go check that out. It's in the episode description, of course. Uh, don't forget to check out my Twitter account at Steve Granado. Shoot me a follow at G Steve Granado, G-R-A-N-A-D-O. And of course, at Locked on Angels to always participate in our polls that we talk about. We like doing a lot of polls over there to get Angels fans perspective. So go check that out over on Twitter. I want to thank you for making Locked on Angels your first listen of the day. Now for your second listen, go listen to Locked on MLB. You're going to have to get ready for the championship series. So you might as well go listen to Locked on MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan, bringing you his unique perspective to the major leagues past and present. It's free and available on all platforms. Alrighty, that's going to do it for us in today's episode of Locked on Angels. Thanks so much for checking us out. If you can, hustle on over to our Twitter account if it's before 
you know, 9.30 a.m. on Thursday. Go check us out on Twitter, at Lockdown Angels, and send us your questions for Davis Daniel, that interview coming next week. Thanks for checking us out, guys. We'll talk to you on Friday. Fry Dumb coming up tomorrow. It's a lot of fun. We'll check it out later. <laughs> later. Later.